Welcome to Better Words, a podcast for readers who want to know the stories behind the pages. We're your hosts, Caitlin and Michelle, two book nerds who bring you in-depth conversations about writing and publishing from those on the inside. Basically, we're just here to talk about books. We're so glad you're joining us. Merry Christmas, everyone. Here's a little late Christmas present from us to fill those days where you're sort of sick of seeing your family if you're seeing your family. And, you know, if you're in England, you know, not allowed to see anyone anymore and you don't know what day it is and the good TVs stopped. So we thought we'd just add a little festive bookish cheer to the end of your year. Rhymed. Well done. I did not plan any of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so basically, we are recording this pre Christmas. We are. But we're going to be on a break. And we thought, why not do a little wrap up? Also, quite practically, Caitlin is about to go back to Queensland for the first time in. Well, a year? since last Christmas. Yay! So she didn't want to take the microphone, which is totally fair. Um, Who has room for that? I'm on holidays. It's too big. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. So we are recording this before Christmas, but Merry Christmas. We hope that you had a lovely, lovely festive season doing whatever it is you do to mark this time of year. So we are going to talk about our favourite things this year. And I literally messaged Caitlin when we were planning this and was like, do we mean like best, like objectively best or things we enjoyed the most? And we decided it's a bit of both. A bit of both because objectively best sometimes aren't your favourite books. You know, sometimes the kind of cheesy really enjoyable fun reads are the ones that really stick with you and you go I really really loved that book and that's the one that you recommend to lots of people so I think that that will be clear particularly in my recommendations to be honest Um, (laughs) and I've tried really hard to maybe mention I went back in my reading journal and tried to find stuff from earlier in the year because it does feel like a blur It does. I went back to the start of the year and thinking, like looking at the books that I read in like Jan and Feb and March before the world went insane. And I could hardly remember what most of them were about. I know. And this is the other thing as well. I actually genuinely don't think I read that much good stuff at the start of the year. Um, I mean, because I was doing uni. So I was doing a lot of required reading, which wasn't actually really that enjoyable or something that I would ever usually pick up. Anyway, just to give you a rundown of what we're doing in this episode, we are going to start with our favorite adult fiction books, three of those. And then we're going to talk about three TV shows that we loved. And then movies, three movies that we loved. Then three audio recommendations before wrapping it up with books again. And we'll talk about three of our favourite young adult reads. Yay. So you have to listen all the way through or skip if you want both book (laughs) recommendations and nothing else. Enjoy. So, Caitlin, do you want to kick things off? Sure. 
My first book that I want to quickly mention as one of my top and favorite reads of the year is Sorrow and Bliss by Meg Mason, who we, of course, interviewed on this previous season of the podcast. So I don't really need to say that much else. Everyone can go back and listen to that absolutely delightful chat with Meg. But I read this book in about February, I think I figured out. Um, and then we didn't chat to Me- to Meg until about August before the book came out. So it's been on my mind this year and it's definitely a strong recommendation from me. Why should people read it? And if you have a similarity to compare it to, if people like a certain thing, will they like this book? If you liked Fleabag, you will like Sorrow and Bliss because it is just that. It's light and dark. And it's funny and it's smart and it's wonderful. It is actually really hard to describe that book in one It is, sentence. which we do talk about with Meg. So I think <laughs> I'll just plug that episode again. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so what's your first book, Michelle? Well, my first book is actually by someone who I really, really admire, have admired for a long time, Dawn O'Porter. I love her young adult fiction that came out several years ago and this year I finally got around to reading her debut adult The Cows and it is searingly funny and absolutely addictive and enthralling and I can't even think of something to compare it to really Uh, but if you like character-driven novels that also have this addictive plot element And if you like stories where three seemingly disconnected things come together, then The Cows is for you. I can't believe you only read that this year. I think I thought that you read that one ages ago. I don't know why. Because I bought it when it first came out, but then I just didn't get around to it. Yeah. So also as a side note to that, I've since read the second adult novel, they're both standalones so lucky and I have the same feeling about that but I think the cows just pips it at the post just a little bit for me but yeah Dawn O'Porter is a great writer. Fair enough. Um, My second book that I wanted to talk about is also the second by an author. It's technically not but the second by Minnie Dark um, which was called The Lost Love Song. Uh, so the follow-up from Mini Dark's debut, uh, Starcrossed, last year. And this one was so fun. And I read it in about April when everything was insane. And I really think that this book, like, really dragged me into the story. And I was so invested about how this song that someone overheard someone play and then someone else overheard them play it and this song just traveled around until the person who was meant to hear it and never did finally got to hear this song that was written for them and it was just so beautiful I loved it (laughs) I think that's what kind of made the cows so good for me as well is because I I read this in about the same time I reckon in about April and just to get so lost in the story Yeah, I was craving this escape and I probably, I think I read it in one day 
because oh, yeah. I just could not stop reading and that's exactly what I wanted. So I think there's a lot to be said for fiction that allows us to escape. Yeah, definitely. So my second amazing book uh, is one that I keep talking about and I've definitely talked about it on the podcast and it is The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Oseman. It is his debut novel. He's very well-known TV personality here in the UK but genuinely a delightful novel, perfect for fans of like a cosy murder mystery, cosy British crime show I'm thinking like Rosemary and Time. That's a classic sort of underrated crime show. Um, bit Midsummer Murders vibes as well, but basically a group of nursing home residents work together to solve a murder and the characterization is just amazing. And I am delighted that this is a series I'm sure that I'm going to love. And I also plan to reread this over my full Christmas holidays too. Oh, fun. My third and final adult fiction recommendation for this section is I did find it a little bit hard to choose with this, I'll be honest, because I, when looking at all the books I've read this year, I have read so much YA <laughs> that somehow narrowing down I found because I'd read less adult fiction maybe than YA. I'm not sure what my final tally was. I should have counted. But I somehow found it a little bit harder to choose a top three for this section. Um, But I couldn't go past and I really wanted to just mention All Our Shimmering Skies by Trent Dalton because it really is such a beautiful, beautiful book. Um, about a young girl named Molly who goes on an epic adventure to break a curse and save her family. And I have absolutely no idea what I would say, you know, if you like this, you'll like this book. But if you like, you know, a touch of magic, bit of daydreaming, like an epic, beautiful adventure, the Australian outback and rainforest, any of these keywords are... <laughs> Of interest to you. With Trent Dalton. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Any of those things. It sounds amazing. I can't can't wait to read it. And actually, um, my final book, I had the same thing. I really struggled to narrow it down because there have been a lot of books that have had a really big impact on me. But in the end, I went with something. um, It was a toss-up between... After the Silence, which we featured in an episode of the podcast. And I thought, you know what, you guys can listen to that episode with Louise O'Neill if you want to hear me rave about this book. And The Midnight Library, which is my final selection, is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I did a recommendation for Matt Haig's work in general, his fiction books, um, on one of the podcast episodes. But The Midnight Library is very, very special and actually might be something that you like if you've liked All Our Shimmering Skies as well because it has that that same kind of slight magical adventure literary fiction. (laughs) I think The Midnight Library, especially in 2020, it's a lot about 
the roads that you didn't take, the choices that you didn't make and the lives that you didn't live. That's the whole premise of this book. And I think it felt even more poignant in this year when so many of us have had plans change, things dramatic, small, all these different types of shifts happening in our lives. And it just felt even more special to read it right now. And it was very, very beautiful. So, yeah, I I love that. I'm an absolute Matt Haig fangirl. And, again, have another of his books um, that I am reading over Christmas um, that I've been saving for my Christmas break because, again, it doesn't take me very long to read his books, but I've actually read three of his novels this year. Wow, that's quite impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that that is a very strong fiction recommendation list from us well done (laughs) yeah so just to recap from me the cows by dawn o'porter the thursday murder club by richard oseman and the midnight library by matt haig and from me sorrow and bliss by meg mason the lost love song by minnie dark and all our shimmering skies by trent dolman fabulous okay let's do our next thing Movies. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could do movies or TV. I don't remember what order we said before, but I can't remember. Some sort of this time (laughs) audio visual thing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so shall we do movies? Sure. Do you want to go first this time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So when thinking about movies, um, I feel like I have a big black hole in my head and I cannot remember what movies I've watched. Right. Um, because who's been to the cinema all year? Like I've been exactly. a handful of times, but I'm quite lucky in Australia you're for doing, that. You're doing more than me. I've not been to the cinema. You know what? I asked Jack what he thought and he actually said, um, is it 1918? The 17? 1917? Jack said, oh, 1917 has got to be one of the best movies we watched this year. And I was like, that's actually last year. That's the last time we went to the cinema. So um, 1917 is a good movie, but didn't watch it this year. Doesn't, it doesn't count. Not today. <laughs> so when tallying this up, I first had to think, what movies have I seen? And then I realized Jack and I just watched the same movies over and over and over and over again. So, I mean, shout out to Super Troopers and Hot Rod for being the two movies that we watch the most. I think I also watched The Campaign like six times this year, which is ridiculous. Anyway, I was like, okay, what movies have I actually watched that are new to me this year and I really enjoyed? So finally, I know the suspense is killing everyone. My first movie recommendation is Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. It's fabulously funny. It's ridiculous, but also really, really beautiful. And honest to God, I have some of the songs on my Spotify, like playlist of songs that I love. (laughs) And also has a brilliant character um, that Dan Stevens plays as well this wonderful Russian singer who is just so funny. So funny. Good. Good I think it's funnier when you're like 
a big Downton Abbey fan as well because it's so, 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 so opposite from Matthew Crawley. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was amazing and I watched it twice in the first week that it came out and we've continued to watch it and love it ever since and sing all the songs. It's such a you and Jack movie. Like, it's so funny. It's exactly, if anyone wonders, like, what you're like together or what your taste is, it's that. It's that movie. <laughs> it's that and Rick and Morty. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I don't um, understand how I like it either, but I do. Yeah. Well, I also struggled to think of movies for this year. Um, I have been to the cinema a handful of other times, but um, I'm just going to go to my first one, which I only mentioned in our last live wrap up, I think, which is Palm Springs starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milotti, um, which I watched on Amazon Prime. And it's they get stuck in a time loop where they're at a wedding and it's I just think it's really well done. It's really funny. It was so enjoyable and still kind of unexpected for you know a oh they're stuck in a time loop comedy I mean not gonna lie the thought that it doesn't have Lonely Island songs in it does put me off the tiniest little bit but I I think I'm gonna love it anyway you will love it anyway but would the movie have been enhanced with some karaoke scene or a original song that they made up with all of their time in this time loop probably and they maybe should have considered adding that. But even still, it's a great movie. So, again, these movie recommendations are very much me and Jack. Um, <laughs> that's who I watch movies with. I don't really watch movies by myself, to be quite honest. I'm a TV show person. So the second recommendation I have is one that I know that you enjoyed as well, Caitlin, because it has one of our favourite comedians, Eliza Schlesinger, in it. And that is Spencer Confidential with Mark Wahlberg, Eliza Schlesinger, can't remember who else, but brilliantly clever action movie that has like real good characterization as well as action scenes and a great plot. So that was also a great movie. I should rewatch that. I know. I said as I was compiling this list, I was like, we're watching this on our Christmas holidays. We're watching this on our Christmas holidays. I think that's one to bust out and be like, dad, brother. Have you seen this action movie? I would watch that with you. They would they would really enjoy it, but it is actually one for people who aren't usually into action movies as well because it's yeah. not full-on like Fast and Furious crap yeah. that I can't stand. Yeah, me neither. It's actually, quite, it's actually quite clever and they definitely leave the door open for there to be another one, so fingers crossed for that. My second movie, I have two written down here and – I borderline think that potentially you might mention one. Are you going to talk about Enola Holmes? Oh, no, I'm not. I forgot that I watched that. See, I was thinking about it and looking back, and the other one I have written down is Knives Out, but that came out last year, so maybe I'll talk about Enola Holmes because that came out this year. But also, so, so, so well done. Millie Bobby Brown is excellent in it. I also love Henry Cavill and Sam Claflin. They're just like amazing. I really not enough Henry Cavill for my liking. No, I would have preferred some more shirtless scenes, but that's okay. I suppose if I'm really after Henry Cavill content, I could bring myself to watch The Witcher, but I also 
can't really be bothered. So I know it depends how far you want to go, you know. Yeah, I mean, Jack he's got his Henry Cavill fan club membership. Yeah, I understand. Um, but yes, Enola Holmes was brilliant. It was such a good movie. It was really like aesthetically nice to watch. It was well shot. Mm. The locations, the costumes, story was great. It was very fun. Very, very fun. Really enjoyed that one. And another one that up until the end is mostly family friendly. Um, There's a few gory bits at the end, but it's fairly like you can watch it at Christmas. Yeah. With the whole family. A range of People, I don't know why we're yeah. talking like that. Most people aren't having Christmas with a whole range of people. So I don't know why I've suddenly decided that we need to recommend for that, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, my third recommendation I think is going to surprise you, Caitlin. And truth be told, I may have watched this before this year, but I've definitely watched it maybe three times this year. And it it really is one of the films that I do really enjoy. Ready Player One. I have never seen that. I actually think that you would enjoy it. It's not it's not my usual thing, but I no, actually I read am the book. surprised. Yeah, well I've actually read the book ages ago when I first oh. started book blogging because it was one of those ones that everyone was recommending. And if I'm honest with you, back when I started book blogging, I just read every YA book that was recommended because I didn't yeah. really know what I liked and disliked. I probably wouldn't, you wouldn't read it, pick it now. up now. Yeah. No, but I did enjoy it at the time. Um, now that I've watched the movie, I appreciate the story so much more, so much so that I am interested to read Ready Player Two, which this is the other reason why I picked this movie as my final recommendation because Ready Player Two has just been released and I am really interested to read it now. I really enjoy this movie. It's another like can cross over ages. Yeah. You can enjoy it with different family members. Again, don't know why that's suddenly <laughs> become a thing that I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but it's it's actually, it's so good. And what I love about it is the way that they bring in pop culture, like 80s pop culture. So there's like scenes from The Shining inside this video game that they oh, are in. Cool. That, I know it's, it's very clever the way that it brings all of those things in. And I don't know how to describe it, but it's set in a future world where basically the world is so bleak that we all just have virtual reality headsets and we live inside the oasis and the person who created the oasis um, left like all these Easter eggs to hunt for um, and whoever finds the treasure gets his fortune and can ba- basically owns the game and the oasis system and stuff like that. So it is wow. one guy's quest to do that. And I don't know why I enjoyed the movie so much it's not my usual thing but I actually really do enjoy it and at first I was just humoring Jack when he watched it continuously but now I really do enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that those movie recommendations from me are very much combined Jack and Michelle recommendations yes they are my final one is also a bit of a cop-out because 
I'm kind of going to lump a few things together here because this year I have watched uh, many a pop star documentary (laughs) starting with, well, actually starting with Chasing Happiness, the Jonas Brothers one, which I quickly Googled and it actually came out last year, but I have rewatched it this year. And Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift one. Of and course. most recently come out this year. Yeah, in January. She's been busy. Oh my god. That's like I think everyone forgot that we were all watching Tiger King at the start of the first yeah. lockdown. Like that feels like years ago. It's been a long year. But yeah. Um and then most recently uh Sean Mendes had one on Netflix as well called In Wonder, which was actually very sweet. Um and, and Ariana Grande has one coming out like this week, which I, I don't know if it's that. like I think it's like a concert film and there'll be like behind the scenes bits. I don't think it's like a full on doco, but, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just all of those I've quite enjoyed watching this year. Okay. So just to wrap up again, Jack and Michelle's recommendations for movies, (laughs) Eurovision, the story of Firestarger, Spencer Confidential and Ready Player One, but that did come out in 2018, but we love it. And Caitlin's recommendations are... Palm Springs, Enola Holmes, and Miss Americana. I'm going to put that one as the top one. Okay. Of course, because it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, That's of course. The way it's meant to be. So let's move on to TV. And I will say these are very much my recommendations. So <laughs> not Jack and Michelle recommendations. Less of Jack's influence here. <laughs> Less of Jack's influence because he's been at work all of lockdown and – I've also been at work, but working from home. So I've watched a lot of TV. Yeah, fair enough. So do you want to go first? Sure. So my first TV recommendation this year is one from earlier this year that I really, really enjoyed watching. And I can't wait until the world is less crazy and they start filming a season two. And that is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. So this TV show is so fun because Zoe hits her head or something, I forget, and starts hearing people around her, the people in her life, singing songs to her from their heart, but no one else hears it. And so it gives her a clue inside how they really feel. And it's so well done. And obviously it's a musical. So I love it. It's great. And it's so funny and it like really focuses on her family as well as like a few close friends and it's just a really lovely show. That sounds really good. Also with these TV recommendations, we're not sticking to things that just came out this year, are we? That was never something that we had no, to do. No, I did tack that on when we were talking about the movies. Um, but no, it's like, not wait, a not rule. <laughs> just stuff that we found and enjoyed this year. Yes. So yeah, what's your okay. first TV show? My first TV show is Grandchester. So I watched all five seasons of Grandchester during the first lockdown. I have never even heard of this show. Did you not tell me anything about it, even though you watched five seasons? Well, I watched five seasons when we were on a break. So uh, we weren't speaking so regularly. We weren't recommending things. Yeah, fair we enough. Weren't, yeah, we weren't recommending things. And I think, to be honest, I never talked to you about it because it's just not something you would be interested in. Um, so it's set in the 50s in a small village near Cambridge. And 
it is uh, the parish is called Grandchester, hence the name, and it is about the village vicar who becomes friends with the village policeman and they end up solving murders together. So that's so cute. I know it's very, very cute. And the star for the first few seasons is James Norton, who is also um, the star of Happy Valley, which is a very, very different, very gritty, quite graphic crime show. Also one of the best that I've ever watched it's incredible but I find it I found it really hard at first to see him in this really lovable way because he was the villain in Happy Valley and I mean he was horrendous the um detective who he works with is Robson Green who is very very famous um if you haven't if you if the name doesn't sound familiar to him sorry if the name doesn't sound familiar to you I promise if you looked him up, um, you would definitely have seen him in some British TV at some point. He's very, he's had a very long career in movies and TV and stuff like that. Um, and I just, oh my God, I love them both. They're just so flawed and, oh, the journey that they go on over five seasons of like just their flawed human nature but also solving murders is just brilliant and I was totally addicted to it. Yes, it sounds like a very you show. I am continuing with another musical recommendation, which is Very Me. Um, And this one is Julie and the Phantoms, which is on Netflix. Um, So basic storyline Three ghosts show up in Julie's garage and they died in 1995, but they can be seen and heard when they play music with Julie. So they form a band. (laughs) And so it's musical. They're all teenagers. Um, There's that touch of like paranormal because they're ghosts. So, Mm. so fun. So, yes, if you like musicals, if you liked Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist or, you know, you liked Glee and the High School Musical and everything else like this, then yes, strong recommend. The songs are great. It's such a fun, enjoyable show. I really need to try and find this show. And it's, it's again, one that I've been like, oh, I should try and like find this over my Christmas holidays. I'm trying to cram too much TV watching into my Christmas holidays. I mean, always, but... (laughs) I do think that you will enjoy this show. It probably won't be like a favourite, like it is for me, but I do think that you will enjoy it. So my second recommendation is one that I actually don't know if you've watched this, Caitlin, Sex Education. I have. I watched that this year as well. Yes, because the second season came out at the start of the year, so we went back and watched season one for the first time and season two. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I find it a bit weird that like, you don't really know where it's set or like it's American high school. Yeah. It's it's a bit weird in that respect. It's very well done in that respect though, because it could be anywhere. And I love it though, because they're all walking around with iPhones, but like the girls are wearing bell bottom jeans and stuff. It's so so cool and you kind of don't really know where I mean everyone is British but 
Yeah, well, it's set in somewhere in Britain, but yeah, I, I just, it's sort of timeless in that respect, but yeah, it's so great. It starts so many good conversations. We need more shows like this on TV. Gillian Anderson is incredible. Fantastic. Oh, it's so good. And I love, oh my cast. God, like, yeah. oh, the cast is incredible. So I am desperate for there to be a season three. They're sure. filming it right now. Oh, I'm just, Can't yeah, wait. I'm so excited for there to be a new season because it's really, really enjoyable. Actually, you know what? I think I've seen that season three drops maybe at the end of January. So if anyone hasn't watched Sex Education yet, now is the time. Get yeah, on it. now would be the, the perfect time. It was meant to be out at the start of 2021, um, but obviously because of COVID in the UK and all our rules and also the fact that they really need to be shooting in the summer when the days are longer, mm. it looks like it's been postponed a bit. They started filming again in September. Um, so hopefully there still will be a February 2021 completion um so that also means that it might just come out a little bit later in right yeah okay. maybe I'm remembering yeah. an old date but there we go well yeah I think that's probably when it was but um was they've yeah. been delayed by so many things and also yeah. like certain actors and stuff had to quarantine um even when um they were coming back in August and stuff like that so yeah so yeah now's still the perfect time to watch it it's such a good show always the perfect time it's a fantastic show I'm gonna jump onto that recommendation I love that um my third tv show that I have to recommend I think is the best like objectively best tv show I've seen all year um I think it came out last year though but I watched it this year, and that is Why Women Kill, which is... I remember you telling me about oh, this. I'm still, like, so excited about it. So um, if anyone missed, I don't remember when I recommended this. Um, so if anyone hasn't heard about this show, it is about three women um, in three different decades, their role in society, and how they react to betrayal. And it's so well done and it's so smart and you obviously the show is called why women kill so you assume that at the end people are going to be dead but it just twists and turns in so many ways that you have no idea what's going on it's fantastic and it's set in the three storylines are kind of parallel and they're in like 1960 something 1980 something and 2019 it's brilliant Amazing. I really need to watch that. Really need to watch it. So my final recommendation, you can pick what you would prefer me to say. Do you want something that I think is probably one of the best written things I've ever seen or something that has helped me through this year? Is one of them the Great British Bake Off? No, but close. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it strictly come dancing? <laughs> no, but close. <laughs> Gogglebox. Oh, Gogglebox. Okay. Is that the one that's helped you through this year? Because if so, yeah. I think talk about the other one. 
Okay, I'll do an honourable mention first for British reality TV shows, Great British Bake Off, which, by the way, let's just say on this podcast, the winner, spoiler alert, Peter, looks exactly like our friend Austin. He really does, that's right. Made me love him even more. So that got me through. Did you ever send him a photo? I forget. I don't think we did and I really need to. Yeah. Um, Strictly Come Dancing, which is still on and I'm loving, well, actually, by the time this goes out, it won't have been. Um, I love Bill Bailey to bits. Um, And, yeah, Gogglebox. But I chose Gogglebox because I've also been binging it on Netflix, which I don't think I've told you, Caitlin. Oh, no, I think you did, actually, that you've been watching some old seasons. So I watch the old seasons on Netflix and then every Friday I watch it on TV. Okay, so they're my honourable mentions, right? But genuinely, um, one of the best written things that I've seen on TV, apart from Fleabag, which I also watched this year, but I'm late to the party on that. Yeah, everyone loves it. We don't need to mention it. (laughs) Everyone loves it. You all know Phoebe Waller-Bridge is God. Um, so apart from that, the show that actually, the reason I found it is because of Fleabag, because it started playing directly after the last episode on iPlayer and that is called Inside Number Nine. Yes. I remember you telling me about this. The show is incredible. I think it's about five seasons, but it's an anthology show. So each episode is different. It has the same actors in it. It also has some really big name stars in it, but the storytelling is incredible. And I just cannot get my head around how they always have twists and turns and always make me feel something completely different at the end to what I thought that I was going to be feeling at the start. And it is just unpredictable. Love it. Oh, it's a masterclass in how to write a short story, but then it's also on, on TV. It's just, incredible and I think it's on Britbox now in the UK and now that that's launched in Australia it may also be available over there so that's inside number nine. Fantastic so then to sum up our favorite tv shows slash best tv shows we've watched this year my recommendations are Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, Julie and the Phantoms and Why Women Kill. And mine are Grantchester, Sex Education, and Inside Number Nine. Brilliant. And now our audio recommendations. Okay, so I know yours will be based on music. I have. You already guessed yours. (laughs) I have got two podcasts, but. I should just go first because everyone knows what my audio recommendation of the year is. Uh, it's Folklore uh, and Evermore. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm going to challenge you. Which one do you prefer more? It's too early to tell because Evermore, <laughs> when we've recorded this, only came out like five days ago and we've had Folklore for longer. I, I really like songs on both. And, right, and about this time after Folklore came out, there were definitely songs that I thought wouldn't make it to like my top, top Taylor Swift songs. And they possibly haven't, but I've grown to love them a lot more. But also getting to the top, 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 top list now that she's released nine albums is quite a feat. It's very, very difficult. <laughs> yes, but they are sister albums, so I'm lumping them into one. That's okay. my recommendation. 
But yeah. also, if no one has checked out Evermore yet, you should listen to Nobody No Crime because that is such a fun. It's like a old style we're going to murder your husband country song. It's very fun. You'll be so proud of me. I have actually listened to half of Evermore. I was halfway through it last night when Jack came home. Oh, well done, Michelle. <laughs> and that is actually my favourite because it's less folksy. Um, yeah. It's folklore was a a bit more um, like one tone, whereas they did kind of keep going with Evermore and Taylor has said that they've like they've got more like synth sounds and a bit more experimental with some of the music, whereas all of folklore is it's guitar and piano. So Yeah. yeah. And it's not that I don't like that music, but I was very much not in the mood for that this year. I want fun. I want Elton John step into Christmas like level of excitement with my music this year, especially going into lockdown too. I was like, I just don't want to listen to folklore <laughs> because it just seems a bit depressing. And yeah. I like, I just wanted something really fun, lots of rock and lots of Queen, lots of Elton John. Like that's been my playlist this year, lots of In Excess as well. Um, but I, I'm not denying that it's brilliant. She's amazing. Um, but yeah, I think for me, like I just prefer a little bit of those more upbeat things just because of the mood I'm in at the moment. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So anyway. That's, that's mine. I'm done. What's your first recommendation? <laughs> My first recommendation is one that I keep telling you to listen to. And that is Just the Gist by Rosie Waterland and Jacob Stanley. Now an award-winning Australian podcast um this is so funny and it definitely got me through like the second half of the year working from home alone because by the time I found it I had so many episodes to catch up on and I learned so much as well (laughs) and I just I I have been listening to episodes here and there and it is very 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 fun I just love Rosie and Jacob and the way that they approach topics is just so funny. And I mean, my new favorite genre of podcast is like real life scammer stories <laughs> told by Rosie and Jacob. I I love it so much. It's just brilliant. Yeah, that is a fun one. Um, my second uh, audio recommendation first podcast I couldn't choose between other music that I've been loving this year (laughs) because there actually has been quite a lot um so I thought I'd just scrap it um (laughs) and go podcast instead uh but a podcast that I have really really been loving and enjoying this year and I found it this year and I kind of binged what was there and then have been listening week by week and re-watching the show with them week by week is Office Ladies, which is an Office rewatch podcast um, hosted by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, who play Pam and Angela in The Office. And they are, even though they were in the show and they were there, they go totally into all of the crazy fan re-watching behind the scenes things where there's questions like, where was this filmed? You know, stuff that you'd think, like, I watch these shows and I always think, like, I wonder where that was filmed. I wonder how they did that with that prop or whatever and think, 
no one else cares but people do care and now there's heaps of podcasts about these shows and I love it I I really I mean the office isn't something that I've ever gotten into but I do now appreciate the enjoyment of listening to those deep dives on shows because I have just recently become obsessed with one that's so niche that I won't even recommend it on the podcast because I just know nobody else will Cares. have <laughs> yeah no one else will care like the the number of people who I can recommend this to is about one and that's probably my mother so yeah I yeah so you're not even going to say it it's called it's called um it's called Up the Creek, the definitive Jonathan Creek podcast. What? You won't even know what Jonathan Creek is, will you? No, I don't. I'm sorry. <gasps> Jonathan Creek is a magnificent 90s show starring Alan Davies. He's a magician's assistant and him and his various sidekicks, starting with Caroline Quinton, solve really bizarre mysteries like locked room mysteries and things oh, like that that's fun yeah it's Again, it's a really good new. it's a really good very random show I watched it all with my mum and this podcast came out but it's so good and yeah anyway I'm not even going to recommend it because no one's going to care like, okay well let's skip on, past that yeah What's your next recommendation on Instagram if you want more information about that <laughs> Um, but yeah, now I see the appeal and I was like, I need to tell you that now I get it because I'm really into it. Um, okay. So my second audio recommendation is actually, this is a bit, this is a bit naughty of me. It's actually an audio book and I didn't know whether you'd let me get away with it, but I listened to all three of this book on audio and I do think audio is what makes it so good. Mm -hmm. And that is, oh my God, what a complete Ashling. Um, and it is absolutely brilliant. This series. So it's the accents that you like. It's the accents. <laughs> unlike the being able to pronounce the, you know, Irish words and stuff like that. So this series, the Ashling series, is written by Emma McLeister and Sarah Breen. And you'll see in the show notes, but it's actually written A-I-S-L-I-N-G. So it's it reads like Aisling, but it's Ashling. And I, yeah, it's the accents. I loved it. It was very, very fun and uplifting. Definitely listen if you enjoy Dairy Girls, even though Dairy Girls is set in Northern Ireland and this is in the Republic. Okay. The Dairy Girls wreck got me. I love yeah. Dairy Girls. Yeah. You'll love, you'll love the this series of books because it is, the sort of lighthearted thing, but just with this really funny Irish humour as well. Like, oh, it's delightful. That is very fun. Um, my last audio recommendation, I, again, have already talked about, um, and that's Rom-Com Pods. Um, I discovered this podcast this year. I thought it was so fun and it's so well done, well cast, well produced. Um, and there's two seasons now. The first season, I think, aired... Actually, it might have been last year. I have no idea. And the first season is about a woman who gets done track for her wedding and she goes on her honeymoon alone. And the second season is actually set in the lead up to a fictional US election um, where the estranged rock star son of the candidate is kind of roped in to make him seem cool to young people. 
um and the female protagonist is like one of his like campaign staff people and she's like in charge of managing him (laughs) which is I mean it's classic like rom-com tropes and everything but it's very fun it sounds really really good um, so my last recommendation is another podcast that taught me a lot um, and I sort of forgot that I binged all of this in lockdown one and that is Evil Genius. So this is hosted by one of my fave comedians, Russell Kane, and each episode he is joined by three fellow comedians and they take well-known figures from history who have been idolized or demonized and they drop three truth bombs about them and then at the end they have to vote whether they are evil or genius and they have done people like Winston Churchill, Muhammad Ali, um, Freddie Mercury, Pablo Escobar, Margaret Thatcher, like all these different people in history and it is very clever. I learned a lot but it like just the gist is also very 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 funny. Um, Such I'm a cool very concept. I know it's very cool. So they've actually had five seasons. It's been going a couple of years. Um, I would be absolutely delighted if they had some more episodes coming out. Um, but I think everything sort of stopped a little bit because of COVID. So I can't imagine they'll have much more before the end of the year, but there are 50 episodes to catch up on. Um, and they're just really, really, really good. Wow. There you go. So yeah, to wrap up our audio recommendations, my recommendations are the Office Ladies podcast and Rom-Com Pods, and of course, the Folklore and Evermore albums by Taylor Swift. And mine are Just the Gist podcast and Evil Genius podcast, and the book Oh My God, What a Compete Ashling on audio by Emma McLeisett and Sarah Breen. And now we're up to our last one, Back to Books. It's our young adult reads. This is very exciting. And before I talk about mine, I would just like to check with you, Caitlin. As at the time that we are recording this, I haven't quite finished this book yet, but it is brilliant and I know that I'm going to love it and I'm nearly at the end. Am I allowed to recommend it? You are. Yes. Okay. Do we both have Loveless on our list? Yes. <laughs> I have a spare Wait, one written down. Point. Do you want okay. to take it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, joint recommendation here. My first recommendation is Loveless by Alice Oseman. I know that I've tried to pick things I haven't talked about before, but I just cannot think of a book that has been more affecting for me this year and has connected with me more than Loveless by Alice Oseman. And if you want to hear more about what's discussed in that, then please go listen to our interview with Alice Oseman. Yes, it was such a wonderful interview and such a brilliant book. I'm totally going to back that recommendation up. I think it's one of the best things I read all year. Yeah, it's incredible. So, that's your first one, right? That's my okay. first one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So my first one, I will start off. And my first um, YA recommendation is going to be On the Come Up by Angie Thomas. And I read both The Hate You Give and On the Come Up this year. 
but I figured that a lot of people may not have actually read On the Come Up as opposed to The Hate You Give. And I really, really enjoyed this one. It's about a 16 or 17-year-old Brie who wants to become a rapper and she records a song and it's like a bit of overnight success, but it's all about these you know, these great like internal and external struggles about like being who you really are compared to what the world expects of you and, you know, figuring out amongst all of that what to actually do. And, oh, it was just brilliant. I really, really, really liked that book. Amazing. Definitely have to read that soon because I also, like so many other people, loved The Hate You Give. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to her new book as well. Um, So my second recommendation is The Enigma Game by Elizabeth Wayne, which was released earlier this year. And I... I love Elizabeth Wayne's writing and her book Codename Verity is one of my all-time favourites and I think the reason that I enjoyed the Enigma game so much was because it has similar characters. So it is set in Scotland at an airfield in World War II. I think it's about 1940. It's sort of like the early parts of the war and it's just brilliant. Got some spies in there. And if you're interested in YA um, and haven't read much YA historical fiction but enjoyed the movie The Imitation Game, then this is a really good one as well because it's all about code breaking and some secret things happening. And, yeah, it's it's a really, really cracking read. Very good recommendation, Michelle. My second one I think may also be breaking the rules slightly um, and that is Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston, which I am not 100% sure if we would call it YA, but I also don't think it's adult. I really feel like it might be somewhere in between. Well, I mean, you could say the same for Loveless as yeah. well because we're at university, so just go with it. I think we're just going with it, yeah, because the characters are about that, like, 1920 feel like it falls in either I don't know anyway um but yes if you haven't seen this book around it is about the fictional son of um the president and the fictional prince next in line for the uh throne in England (laughs) um and how they hate each other when they have to meet at you know these internationals like events um but of course then they don't hate each other they fall in love and it's it's so so much fun to read (laughs) so much fun oh my god and I just think it's such a fun book to read which you will like if you like reading rom-coms and things like that but also if you have you know that like touch of interest in the royals like watching the crown and reading other things like that bit of that drama that like celebrity affair drama I feel like is in this book as well it's just so 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 fun (laughs) it sounds delightful um so my final recommendation not quite as delightful um (laughs) but (laughs) a bit more of a serious like oh I want to call it contemporary but it's actually set in the 90s (laughs) 
but it doesn't feel like it's set in the 90s. I have to keep reminding myself because it feels like it's set now. (laughs) And then they'll say something and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's set in the nineties. Yeah, but it's so also weird the nineties to call the nineties like historical, isn't it? It's I not. Know, yeah, because it literally happened five minutes ago. Um, anyway, this is Margot and Me by Juno Dawson, and this continues the World War Two theme because it is about a young girl who her mother has been dealing with cancer um, and is recovering and they move from London to live with her grandmother who she absolutely hates. She calls her like an evil witch in the Welsh countryside. And while she's there in their little old Welsh farmhouse, she goes up to the attic one day and she finds her grandma Margot's diary from the 1940s when Margot was evacuated from London to this little Welsh village. And she's like, I'm going to get some dirt on her. I'm going to read some stuff. And she starts reading and actually finds out that her grandmother was like in love with this guy and all this stuff happened. And obviously she realizes her grandmother was shock horror. And a human. (laughs) Yeah, a human who had loves and losses and things like that. But it's wonderful because it's told between, um, it's told between like, now what's happening now in um like Fliss's life mm-hmm. and how much she hates her new school and all that sort of stuff and then she reads the diary entries and it's it's like reading another book entirely and it's like being swept up in that again oh, cool. um to be in that perspective so I read I started reading this straight after the Enigma game because I wanted some more World War II fiction and I really, it really does bring back that feeling. So being evacuated, um, dealing with all the issues that go around that. Also just like talking about the bigotry of being in a small Welsh village as well. No offence to Welsh people, um, of course, but just the bigotry of being in a small village um, and the, the bigotry across different um, sort of generations as well yeah. because Margot experiences some stuff and Fliss experiences some things as well. Um, but just, yeah, compulsively readable, cannot put it down. And a nice thing if you don't want to go, if you're like, oh, historical fiction's not really for me and you want like a bit, a of, bit of, yeah, a bit of both, even though, as I said, is the 90s historical? I I don't really know. No, it no. reads like a contemporary. It took me... I didn't know that it was set in nineteen in the nineteen nineties until maybe three or four chapters in when she mentioned something about in relation to the seventies or whatever, and I was like, "Oh, okay," because I just assumed it was all sort of now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a time on it, but yeah, Juno Dawson's books are compulsively readable, and this is wonderful. Great. Um, my third and final recommendation in our YA category is How It All Blew Up by Arvin Amadi, which of course I just read recently because <laughs> we spoke to Arvin in the final episode of season five and I just, I really, really loved this book and I got so wrapped up in the story and it was really, really interesting to read and I just loved the setting. So 
everyone can just go back and listen to our other episode. But the book is um the book is kind of told as Amir is telling his story to an interrogation officer at an in an airport because he had an argument with his family on a plane and they are being questioned because they are Iranian um, and were flying into New York from Rome. So he's questioned about what he was doing in Rome and why he was there and how long he was there and who he met there. And he, Amir ran away because he was scared to come out to his family. So he ran away and ended up in Rome and made some new friends and danced on rooftops and went sightseeing and ate pizza and gelato and then has to explain himself and it was so well done so brilliantly written and I just loved the concept and the setting and the story and the characters and it was so good <laughs> and it's delightful to know that it's based on the story really behind it is amazing <laughs> it's so good you have to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already so just to wrap up my favorite YA of the year Loveless by Alice Oseman The Enigma Game by Elizabeth Wayne and Margot and Me by Juno Dawson yes and mine On the Come Up by Angie Thomas Red, White and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston and How It All Blew Up by Arvin Amadi. So there you have it. That's our that's our year in review. Oh, my so God. Exciting. Yay. Um, yeah, I'm so excited for what the next year will bring in terms of books and films and TV. And I'm I'm even more excited to be continuing this journey chatting to you <laughs> and talking about all this crazy stuff. So, yes, yes. it's it's exciting and we have planned to return in February we have so we will be prepping and figuring everything out and we will be back in your ears soon we're currently like knee-deep in books reading no doubt stuffing our face full of chocolate and I'll be eating mince pies and drinking mulled wine and I didn't think I'd like them, but actually they're really good. And <laughs> we'll be eating lots and reading, and we hope that you are doing the same as well. We hope that this year hasn't treated you too harshly and that you've managed to get through, maybe with the help of a good book or a couple of good books. Yeah, or escaping into a movie or a TV show, a podcast, or listening to your favourite music because... 2020 has been nothing if not the year of content (laughs) exactly and you know what whatever you need to get through that's absolutely fine and please stay safe into 2021 and we can't wait to speak to you again soon thank you for listening to better words you can chat to us on instagram at better words pod and follow me michelle at unfinished bookshelf and me caitlin at just a bookish babe if you liked this episode please share it with a book loving friend and leave a rating or review 